Well, hello there, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. With me today is Juliana Rabi. She's a recruiter turned career coach. She worked for over 15 years as a recruiter and part of the human resources teams in multinational corporations all over the world. Eight years ago, she made a very important decision, and it was to work remotely and to help others create a career and a lifestyle that makes them happier. I'm sure you're loving her expertise already. Hello, Juliana, and welcome to Back to Basics. Hi, Leticia. Happy to be here. <laughs> well, I'm very excited, you know, because... Um, for those that are loyal followers, know that a big part of this uh, podcast is to reconnect to what makes us tick. And I'm pretty sure that traveling, the having a job that you like, and all those good things that you've been working on are definitely on everybody's bucket list. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's, yes. see. let's talk about it. <laughs> yes. So let's start, you know, from the beginning, as I like it. Tell us about yourself, where you're from. Tell me a bit of your own journey into becoming who you are today. Yeah, that's a complex question, but um, thinking about where I was born, (laughs) thinking about where I was born, I was born in Brazil and I lived there until I was 25 or 26 years old. I studied psychology. And I was working as a psychologist also after I graduated. But I think it always started when I was 16 years old that I went for an English course for one month in the U.S. And I really loved the experience. So after that, I was like, hmm, I want to travel more. So I think that's when it always started when I was 16 years old. But, you know, then I went to the university. I got engaged into um, um, trainee programs and working as a psychologist and all of that. I studied psychology. So it was never a good time to you know, leave the country and travel again. But I had that in the back of my mind. So after two years that I graduated, uh, I had a cousin who was living in Madrid, in Barcelona at that time. And he went on holidays. He was studying a doctorate. He went on holidays to Brazil. And we were talking about his life there, his routine and all of that. And again, that thing clicked inside me. And I was like, that's what I want. I want to I wanna have this life also. So I start preparing myself. So imagine I didn't speak Spanish at the time. I have never really thought about going to Spain. So I had like six months to arrange everything, to quit my, my jobs, to learn Spanish. I started attending private classes and all of that. And six months later, I went to Spain where I ended up living for 15 years between Spain and Ireland. I also lived a short time in Ireland. And yeah, so that was how it started. And so many things happened during this time. But one of the things that happened (laughs) out of all of them was that um, at some point I started working um, from home because there was some internal change in my, uh, my company, in the contract. And I could not go to the office anymore. They assigned me to work in another company that was not based in, in Madrid. I was living in Madrid at the time. So I had to start working from home, from one day to the other. And I didn't ask for that. I didn't choose that at the moment, but I had no other choice apart from being fired from the company. So I was like, yeah, whatever, let's do it. But then very fast, I realized that I loved working from home. It was like perfect to me. I really enjoyed 
the experience, the, my productivity also increased. So I, I really liked it. And then the, the other jobs I had after that, one of my personal criteria, the main one was like, can I work from home? So I didn't go for any job that I walked backwards. Let's say I was always like, I want to keep the, the working from home thing. But at some point, years later, I realized that, you know what, if I can work from home, home can be different places. I don't need to be in the same place always. So then I start dreaming about traveling more, which was always, since I was 16, since mm -hmm. I did that first international trip, was always something that I liked. And I was like, I think I can do it. I can keep my career. I can make money. Like the professional uh, area for me is a very important one. But I also want to travel more because I realized I was talking about traveling and not doing that. So I was talking about the lifestyle I wanted to have, but I was not leaving it. So I start finding myself very boring. Like, wow, why are you talking about something and you're not doing it? Like a dichotomy, right? Mm -hmm. Talking about one lifestyle and living something different. So there was another step in my career. So I took two years to prepare this career transition to be able to quit my job, to leave Spain and to start traveling and working from anywhere, which is the stage I am now wow, that's, <laughs> in my uh, life. Fascinating. That's fascinating. And, and uh, in everything you said, it, it, uh, it's obvious that you had the ability very young to know, to feel those butterflies, or I call them the butterflies, when you see someone or hear something that you really like, and you get that butterfly in your stomach, you say, mm, I, I think I, I would love that. I would love to yes. do that. And, and you paid attention and, and you made it happen for you. Um, and, and I love the way you told it because for many people, what you felt for the company that at that point you had to go work remote, that was COVID, right? That we all, um, you know, I, no, no. I, that was 2014. No, no. No, meaning, meaning that they find themselves in that situation right ah, now. During COVID. Not yes. because of them, yes. that they are yes. forced in a way to work remotely. And probably they wouldn't have done it. Or But now you face like, okay, I can do that. You know, like I myself have been a road warrior for as far as I could remember. And um, I always say I've always taken the summer to go to Italy, visit my family. And my family there never understood why I always had to have the computer there. And I said, well, it's either this or I wouldn't be here for two months. And so yes. now they get it, right? They say, oh, now we get what you were doing, <laughs> you know, working from everywhere. But uh, I think that it's a, a, a leap of faith. And now because of the situation we're living, that people are coming to, to the question, like, do I want to keep doing this the way I was doing it? Or do I become like Juliana that says, well, uh, now it became my work uh, requirement that I need to work from home or I want to be able to. I was just reading this morning that a lot of um, uh, people in Wall Street, actually, the, the companies are finding issues because uh, the bankers don't want to go back to a full-time office job. And they're putting, they're negotiating that into their packages, like saying, if it's if I don't have the ability to work from home at least two, three days a week, I don't want it. So I know yeah. that's, the, that's the space you move in. So uh, that, tell us something about the working from home and, and just this change in, in general that you're seeing in, in the world happening. Yeah. Um, for me, it started, as I said, it was not a choice at the beginning, but then easily I got used to it. But I noticed that I had to adjust different aspects of my life to make it happen. And probably this is the situation that people are facing now, or they faced when the pandemic started and suddenly they had to work from home. One thing is avoid isolation because 
yes, if you're working from home, especially in a pandemic situation that you cannot leave the house, easily you lose contact with people. So let's talk about a normal situation and now we can already leave the house, but it's still like you lose the contact, the physical contact with people that you used to see every day because you're going to the office and meeting them. You want it or not, they were there. So when you work remotely or work from home, you need to be more intentional about meeting people and creating situations for you to socialize. It's more difficult because you need to plan. So you need to organize, let's meet for lunch, let's meet after work, let's work together from this cafe or work. So you need to plan that while when you go to the office, it just happen because people are there in the same place. Uh, so you need to be more intentional about it. But the beauty of it in my experience is that you can choose the kind of people you want to be with. I remember going to the office, um, some jobs that I had and like having lunch together, the typical lunch break that everybody goes and eat together. And sometimes I was like, I have nothing to do with those people apart from the work. It was like, we were so different. There was no connection and still we had to be together for eight, nine hours per day. So when you choose the people you want to uh, hang out with, the people you want to meet, uh, I think it's more pleasant because you can be picky like I want to do a yoga class. I'm going to meet people who uh, does yoga. I want to do an excursion. I want to do a language exchange, whatever. So you go for people who have the same intention, the same um, common habits, whatever, and then you enjoy more. So one thing is this, pay attention to don't be isolated because working from home or working remotely doesn't need to be the scene anymore. I have no social life. I don't meet people. I'm feeling lonely at home. So you, you need to take care of them, but it doesn't need to be like that. This is one thing that I see in my experience. The other thing is understand that it doesn't matter where you are working from, you are working. So this false idea that people share on Instagram, you know, like a fancy photo of a laptop in front of the sea, having a cocktail and all of that, this is not real. It's like you can't even work with a laptop by the beach side because the, the sun in the screen, it's like you won't be able to see anything. You need to charge a laptop. And <laughs> you need Wi-Fi, so all of that. So um, understand that you are working. The, the difference is that you're not physically in the office, but you still need to have routine to have, um, you know, a certain amount of hours or uh, results that you need to deliver. You need to organize your time to have a proper silence. Um, I don't know, a table, a comfortable chair, uh, water, do your break. So there is this whole arrangement about creating a work environment that you need to take care, especially if you're moving or traveling like I do from one place to the other, it's even more important to make sure that this is my working hours and I'm going to be in a quiet place. I'm going to be focusing in work. Otherwise, it gets messy and your productivity and the results start decreasing. That's what a lot of companies are afraid, that people will be home and they won't be working. So the best way to measure that is like, is the work getting done? Yes or no, but for the work to get done, you need to... <laughs> commit with that, right? You're still working. Absolutely. I think you brought a, a good point. I think when the pandemic hit, a lot of people, of course, we had to retreat, go home, and we all found the space at home that was the best suitable for the time. We never thought it was going to run so so long or yeah. that some companies, I mean, my, my brother-in-law works for a huge multinational company, and I cannot, of course, say the name, but they just recently told them they're closing their office here in Miami, that everybody, I mean, it's one of those names you would never think they're going to close the office completely, mm -hmm. and they are. 
And so now, you know, I think we are at the stage where people have to decide if I'm going to do this for good, I need to really have the proper workspace. Like we, I think yeah. we, we winged it for a long time, but I personally, sometimes when I go back to my office, I say, oh, I have a huge screen. I have space because when I work, I do have a good space at home, but it's not the setup I have in my office. And mm-hmm. you start appreciating those things, right? You say, oh, I, I like being in the <laughs> office after all. So I think that's something that people, you know, have to question themselves and be honest about saying, I, 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 can I really do this full time now going and, 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 and be my best uh, and give my best productive work with the current setup? Yeah. And I don't think it's for everybody. Like, almost nothing in life is for everybody like even chocolate some people don't like chocolate some people love chocolate right so (laughs) even uh simple things like that there are always people who will like it and people who won't like so working from home or working remotely I don't think it's for everybody Uh, there are very few the time is showing that very few jobs or sectors that cannot be done remotely the whole last year prove that. But apart from that, some people don't want to keep working remotely or they prefer a kind of hybrid system that they go some days to the office, some days from home. And some people really found their best version working remotely. But again, it's not about convincing everybody or, you know, pretending that it works for everybody because it does. The funny thing is that last week I spoke to five people five people in one week that called my attention this number. So one each day from Monday to Friday, people who told me, look, I worked from home for the first time during the pandemic. Now my company wants me to come back and I don't want to come back. So I want to find a remote job. Two of them were already back in the office and two were supposed to be back in September, October, like very soon. And they were like, I'm not going back. So I want to find an alternative, like another job. I'm willing to quit my job and find another one because I don't want to go back to the office. So as you said, some people found that this worked for them and they are happy doing that. So now it's like, okay, how to um, or negotiate with my company in case the company told me I have to go back to the office. So there is this option of trying to negotiate how to remain remote once most of the colleagues or all the other colleagues are back to the office or finding another job in which they can work remotely. But it's not for everybody, like pretty much anything in life is for everybody, right? Absolutely. I think it's just given, it's given people the realization and you use a word that I love, it might be on the title of the episode that you can choose. And that's what I want to focus on uh, with you here, because you're also, I mean, you're a career coach. And of course, I'll have all your info because I know you help people. Uh, That's what you do. You're devoted to to help people land their dream job, something where they feel fulfilled, something where maybe uh, they have, I think we have our own limiting beliefs that say, well, if I like to travel around the world and I cannot find a job, I've had so many people in this podcast that have shown exactly the opposite, that they created the life they wanted around their job. And I think that's the most empowering thought for the audience today is uh, we are in a time where people are thinking, do I want to go back to the office? Do I want to keep doing this job? This is the time guys where you, you know, I I always say it's like we we have put all the pebbles in the sack and the pebbles are being (laughs) shaken. And this is a time to reinvent yourself. I see, I see it that way. 
and yeah. uh, anything goes right now. Like I see if you're a lawyer for 20 years and you, you always said, well, what, is, what are people going to think that I retire and then start doing something so different? Right now, people are not going to think nothing because the pandemic took that edge out of it, I think. And anything goes. So, yeah. so take us through that. Like if I was someone and I called you and I say, Juliana, I want to do, you know, I, I know I'm not happy with what I'm doing. Uh, give us some of those learning points of what you've seen with clients. And like anybody listening to it that is having that, you know, doubt. Um, yeah. how, what would you say to try to make them either act on one way or act on the other way, but just not to stay in the status quo, which to me is the most dangerous place to live. Exactly. Just stay stuck and don't do anything. Just be wandering and wasting your time and your energy. So what I like to work first with my clients is clarity. Clarity about where they are at the moment, which are the options that they have uh, that's aligned with their short-term goals and long-term goals, and then the things they are really willing to do to get there. Because um, it's all about the lifestyle you want to create. So for me, at least, remote job is not only about the job itself. I mean, it's still, it's about finding a job that pays you well, that you enjoy what you do. It is also about it. But the backstage of that, the most important thing for me is does this job allows you to live life the way you want to live? Does it give you the freedom, enough money, uh, the, the motivation to live life the way you want to be? So it's a, a big flip into the priorities because a job and a career is still important. But instead of having all your life around that, you're going to create a life that your job supports that. It's flipping the situation. So you're still going to find a job. You're still going to deliver amazing results. You're still going to match your skills with the job description. There is all the technical part, let's say, but I started by getting clarity. Where are you now? Where do you want to get? Which are your goals for short term, for long term? And which are the options that you have? Because sometimes we have different options, but we're not willing to pay the price. Some paths are too long, too expensive, too much work, or it's just like, I prefer the easiest way and, and it's fine. As far as you like be sincere with yourself and kind of open all the possibilities so you can make a choice. And once you made a choice, you create a career, uh, like a roadmap, a plan to get there. And this plan can be changed because you change, I change, we keep changing on, you know, every single day. So um, ideally the plan is aligned with your long-term goals also. So you won't be changing your plans every single day, but you can make adjustments because just like life, there are things we cannot control and COVID just confirmed that once again. But it's important that before you start taking actions and applying for jobs or creating your own business or quitting your job, and then I'm gonna figure out what to do before that, just take some time to get clarity about what you want to do with your life, which is the lifestyle you want to have. And then you start taking action. This is the first thing I work with my clients because otherwise you're wasting time, money, and energy into the wrong things. And so many people get surprised with the things they figure out about themselves when they start really reflecting about what they want to do for the rest of them, their lives. So sometimes they, they realize that they, all the choices they made up to now just brought them far away from what they want to live so it's like wow it's it's hard and it's sad but it's also good because hey finally <laughs> you are aware of that and now you can 
change or some people realize that they are already walking towards the lifestyle they want to have or some people i had a client he told me last week he was like juliana in 20 years as an engineer uh, working right for 20 years i never thought so deeply about my career like i'm doing now with you doing the coaching session so i think it's taking some time to look at our career pillar because it's one of the main pillars of our life, look at it from a different perspective. Like, am I happy doing what I do? Does it align with the other areas of my life? Is it supporting the way I want to live? So it's not only about the job itself, but it's the job into the context of which is the life you want to live. How do you want to live and how the job supports that? That's how I like to see the remote yeah, work. That's a powerful, powerful example. And I, and I tend to think the same way. I mentor young girls and I always tell the story how I, I live in Florida and I say, statistically, it's impossible that out of 25 girls that, you know, I interview, 20 tell me they want to be nurses. It's just, there. it's impossible, right? And and so I, when I dig deep into why they want to be nurses, you, you hear it's some, something that someone planted, which is a good career, but they they looking, you know, for stability for the pay. But I always ask the girls, like, what do you like to do? Well, I love to travel or I would love to uh, speak different languages. And I and I and that's the advice I always give. It's like, well, whatever you study, make sure that you can see yourself incorporating all those things that you're saying you love, because you're all, always going to feel like there's something missing if you don't. Uh, because all that realization that you want to achieve from doing the things you like is not going to come. And so, yeah. so I think that's a very powerful and, and, and I think, it, and being authentic, I think that's sincere. That's the word you use. I think that's also something very, very important because do you find yourself, and, and you said something, so I assume, yes, that people like to have a dream or they like to think that they want to do something, but then you, you use the word, they're not willing to pay the price. I call it, it's very comfortable to say you have a dream and leave it there and never go for it because then it's yeah. a cozy place to go, right? It's like, well, if I could, then this is what I would do. But then uh, you have the opportunity to do it. I know people that have got like the perfect opportunity to take them where they say they want to go and they say no. And so I think a lot of people live there, live in that cozy place where they have this dream that they go cozy and they say this is what I would do but then when they get the chance they don't do it how do you get those people unstuck my own experience is started with that I was asking myself uh, actually it was a question that was asked to me several times in a, in a period of months like what would you do if you know you could not fail if you could do anything with your life, what would you do? And my answer to those questions were, was always traveling, traveling. And at some point I realized like I'm talking about it all the time, I'm dreaming about it, but I'm not living this life. So I started finding myself like a very boring person. <laughs> and I said, I don't wanna be that person that talks about it instead of living. But then the, the hard part started actually when I start taking actions, because it's not easy. It's easier to stay where you are and have something to just dream about or to complain about. And it's interesting because the complaining, the suffering connects people. It's very easy if you want to complain about something, you're going to find friends that comes with you and they're going to talk and you can complain. They're going to ask. So the, the suffering bring people together. But when you start being successful, a lot of times it's like a solo journey because 
when I decided I want to change my life, I decided to create um, different sources of income. So I could quit my job and I could start traveling. But this journey was very lonely. I mean, I had a life coach with me. Uh, I started doing some freelancing, but my friends, the friends I had before, they were not understanding me. They were like, why do you want to change? Like your life is already perfect. Maybe from the outside, it was perfect. But they were like, you live in Barcelona in one amazing apartment. You work already from home. You have a good job. You travel already a lot. Why do you want to change that? So I understood that the people I I was surrounded by at that time, they didn't understand my needs, my goals. So I had to like a kind of a solo journey because it was like, I know I want it. And I went for it. And then I start creating other kind of uh, networking and relationship for me among people who had the same lifestyle. I wanted to have people that were further in the journey than I was because that was motivated and they understood me. But um, I understand based on my experience how easy it is to get stuck on just dreaming about it, talking about it. And I still hear people saying, oh, you're so lucky with the lifestyle you have. Oh my goodness, I wish I could do the same. And then it's like, you don't wish. You don't really wish because if you really wanted, you were doing something. And I'm not lucky. There is a lot of work behind what people see on social media or in a five minutes conversation that they don't know all the work behind. So um, yeah, when people wanna do, they say they wanna do something, it's always important since the beginning, understand the price, they're paying for that. And the price can be financial price, like investing in something or reducing their working hours to be able to dedicate your side gig or um, creating their own business. I don't know, there are so many things that might require money. But apart from that, the time, the energy, the commitment, the change in their you know, internal beliefs and patterns and, and get out of their comfort zone. So it's not easy. And as you said, it's way easier to be just dreaming about it and talking about it for years, but nothing will happen if you just talk about this supposed to be life that you want to have. Yeah. Another amazing piece of wisdom I think you gave and not too many people give it. And I totally agree with you. Um, this is a solo flight. And yeah. uh, that I think is what people find the hardest. I work in the family business and it's a solo flight for me too, because even my siblings, they are content working in the family business. And I had to find different ways like this podcast and other things I do to complement other creative needs I have. And that's how, you know, I am happy with my life, but it's not because Oh, you well, a lot of people see it as a lucky thing while well, you work. That is not going to fire you. You have flexibility. And yes, all those things are true, but they never see the negative things that come with it. You know, that you are yeah. a little bit stuck, that you are never going to be promoted, that you're not, you know, there are other things that are not ideal. Uh, but people always, again, uh, tried, and you said that, and I loved it, that in suffering, when they can relate to people, then yeah. they, they don't feel alone, then, well, if everybody's on the same boat, you know, like they say, misery loves company. And when you step yes. out of that comfort and you become su successful, which I'm sure is what happened with you and your friends, now you become a living example that is possible. And so yeah. it's painful for the others because they say, well, exactly. now this is my failure because she went out and she did it. And she succeeded. And so now you represent their own incapacity to, to follow through. And that's really what isolates and, and, and yeah. not 
not too many people have, I mean, I know in my own circle, it's hard for me to relate also with that. And as uh, Seth Godin, which I'm a big fan, and I was lucky enough to have him on the show, uh, says you have to find your own tribe. You have to find yes. the people. And that doesn't mean leaving behind your friends and your loved ones, but there's people you're going to connect for certain things that are the ones that are going to push you, that you're going to get the motivation you need to go maybe in the business front. And then you can always go back to your friends to tell stories and to go shopping and to have fun time with. But in my personal experience, I've had to find different groups of people that I share different things with. Yeah, yeah. I want to say two things. When you start your solo journey and you start moving ahead and being successful, whatever successful means to you, but let's say go, getting closer to achieve your uh, the lifestyle you want to have, your your dreams, uh, you some people will see that as a way of, oh my goodness, she did it, I didn't. So it kind of reinforced their situation, like they are still miserable because they never took action, they just stay complaining, that's one thing. But on the other side, you start attracting people who are on the same vibe, people who are doing a similar journey, people who are also, you know, uh, walking towards their dreams. So it's amazing how you, without realizing at some point, your close friends, they understand you. So you go from being a circle that people don't understand why you want to quit your job, why are you complaining, why you want more instead of being grateful that you have a job during COVID, to people understand me and they also motivate me to go better. So I know that I can improve. So it's a completely change. But as you said, it's not about leaving friends behind or being, uh, you know, stop the relationship, the friendship. It's not about that. It's just that for some topics or some moments of your life, maybe those friends, they won't understand. You won't have like common points anymore. So you go to a bar and suddenly there is no, nothing to talk about because they, they don't understand your priorities, your lifestyle and vice versa. So it's, yeah, friends change when we change in life also. That's why uh, at the very beginning, when I started doing this career slash life transition, that's how I call it. It was a career transition, but also affect my life in so many different ways. So when I was doing this transition, I started attending events of people who were living the same lifestyle that I was living. And at that time I was still working. So all my holidays during that year, I chose the dates and all of that to be able to go to digital nomad events because I wanted to be surrounded by people who were already living the lifestyle I wanted to have. So I was like buying proximity, buying literally paying for proximity with those people. And it was such a relief because it was like, they are living the life I want to live. So I know it's possible, but also I was seeing the backstage of that. I was seeing like the reality, the day-to-day, -day, the challenges, the, the, the things they had to deal with. So it was also like eye-opening in a way of, okay, you want that lifestyle? It is possible, but you need to learn this, this, and that. You need to deal with this, this, and that. So it was it was amazing to be able to do this transition also with my surroundings and people who were I was spending time with and be with people that uh, they were kind of role model, role model for me, and I could learn from them. Well, congratulations. That sounds like an incredible journey, and it's very exciting that you help people. Uh, I'm sure that's many people out there that are going to check out uh, your webpage in case you can be of assistance to anybody. And uh, I mean, one of your dreams was traveling. So I have to ask, what's the favorite place you've traveled to so far? 
This is a hard question. So I don't have a favorite country or city. I have a favorite continent. Okay. That's enough. That's 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 how much I could... That's how much I could narrow down. So I really like Asia because it is completely different than anything I have seen in other places. So Europe is kind of the same somehow, you know, South America, Central America, of course, each country, culture, food, people is different, but I found Asia even more different. I don't know the the colors, the behavior, the food, the smells, the the culture, all of that. It's so fascinating. So yeah, I still want to explore more Asia, definitely plenty more countries to go, but yeah, Asia has a special place in my heart. Oh, I cannot hear you now. Now. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) It's the one continent I haven't made it to. So definitely something to look forward. Put it on your wish list. Yes, absolutely. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) Definitely. I definitely will make it there. And I always give, right as we are approaching the end of the interview, I always give an open microphone. Is there anything else that's exciting in your life that you want to share with the audience? Anything that you're looking forward to? What comes to my mind now is um, tell people that if they are, thinking about having a full-time remote job if they tried that a little bit in the pandemic which was not the ideal situation but still if they liked that there was never a better time to do it than now in 2021 so there are so many opportunities out there as you mentioned at the beginning even companies big companies that were not thinking about it at all now they are revisiting their own uh, criteria and they are way more open to um, yeah, consider remote jobs, change their environment and train people to do that. So it's an amazing time to do it. And the beauty of it is that it's not only about the job. It's how the job you have support your lifestyle, allow you to do whatever you want to do. And it doesn't need to be traveling at all. It can be live with your family, have more time for your kids, have your mornings off to do your morning routine, be able to live by the river, uh, in the mountains. It doesn't matter. It's just like giving you the choice to, to choose how you want to live each day instead of just by default going to the office and being there from Monday to Friday, nine hours, just because that's what we have all been doing for many years. So the whole pandemic and this boom of the remote work um, environment, I think, bring us to what we really want to do with my time, which are my priorities, what makes me happy and which kind of life I want to have. So yeah, it's just like a positive message to people that it is possible to (laughs) go for a remote job if you want to. And if not, make sure that you are happy going back to the office, doing your job and that it supports the life you want to have. That's fantastic. And, uh, and uh, the last question is, I always ask about what makes people tick. So obviously traveling is one of the things, but in the, t- in the days where, you know, in creating your own business and doing everything, everything doesn't seem that rosy because we all have uh, the hard days and the hard moments. And, you know, eventually everything that is not new, it it gets boring a little bit. Um, So I always ask people, what helps you to connect with yourself? 
Yeah, I can remember during the pandemic that I could not travel, right? So suddenly the thing I wanted more and the thing I changed my whole life to be able to do was suddenly like gone. I couldn't gone. travel. So there were, yeah, from one day to the other, it was gone. So one thing that was helping me to take and to reconnect with myself and, and be motivated was to remember my purpose. It's like, okay, you want to have more flexibility. You want to have more autonomy. You want to do something you like. So I was going back to that as a reminder of why am I doing everything that I'm doing? Why am I working? Why am I creating new things? Why am I waking up early um, and doing everything that I do? So go back to my purpose and go back to the things that from inside were motivating me and then giving shape. To them so if I wanted to have an impact for me that's a very important thing to have an impact into other people's life it's a, it's one of the values that I have that's something that I, I carry inside me so how to give shape to it how to use it in the world with other people and all of that and that's how I use my job for example to have this impact so connecting with my values and with the things that were important to me was always is always a reminder of okay let me see if I'm going to the right path or if I need to make adjustments or change things to be sure that I'm going towards yeah, what makes sense to me. Well, then that's why you've been a perfect guest for this podcast, Juliana. Thank you so <laughs> much. I mean, everything you said, I think is going to be so helpful for someone out there listening because sometimes we just need that extra push, that extra word of advice, that extra positivity to know that it can happen and that you can choose, you can choose the life you want. And, uh, and I, you know, I think the work you're doing sounds fantastic and the life you're living sounds fulfilling. So I, I thank you so much for, for taking the time and come talk to, to the Back to Basics audience. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Thanks for inviting. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. And until a new episode of Back to Basics.